Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Six days until the Jets kick off the season. There's nothing like New York, so I understand that. I appreciate that. Talk New York Jets football on the fan. This is an incredible sports town. There's a lot of a lot of great franchises here. 101.9 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. into September. What a difference a week makes, a new month makes. Keith McPherson on the fan, KM to 2 a.m. We're going to talk sports. The Yankees win. Good job. Good job. Four in a row. More history made. The Martian. Did you see him put his finger in the air? The Mets win. Five homers tonight. Brandon Nimmo had two. Pete Alonzo's got 42 on the year. He might get to 50. We'll talk about it. Obviously, I'm going to lean into the conversation around the Jets and the Giants because, yes, we are here. It's week one. It's week one. Let's go. You wait a long time for the NFL to come around. Hopefully, you have uh, secured your fantasy drafts and teams and You're making your plans for Sunday, and you're ready to embark on another journey to Vegas, the Vince Lombardi Trophy in February. High hopes here in New York City that one of our two teams can bring it home, and why not? This is the last few days that we can lean into O&O, living the dream, Before it gets real, I remind everyone that I talk to two things. One, as a fan, we all love football, but it comes with misery. It comes with pain, comes with angst and anxiety. If you have a fantasy team, there's money on the line and you might have drafted the greatest fantasy team in the world. But when they line up on Sunday, they might not put up any points. You might have somebody with a zero uh, single digits and you're going to be mad. You're also going to get all excited. You're going to see these match deposit bonuses. You're going to see these free bets. You're going to see all these promotions to join this platform and gamble here and bet here and send this to a friend and get this free bet. And then you're going to deposit. You're going to you know literally pull money from your bank account <laughs> and put it in there and make a bunch of parlays and uh, anytime touchdown prop bets and Try and pick over and unders and spreads and 
when nothing hits because week one is wacky, you're going to be upset that you blew a couple hundred, couple thousand dollars on a Sunday watching football. Seven hours of commercial free football is coming up. So that's the one thing as a fan. Just just realize like it's fun, but it's not all fun. The We always forget the other side of it. Your fantasy team losing, your bets not hitting. Oh, and then, of course, your actual team losing. Your team's going to lose. I'm sorry. At some point... Your team's going to lose. No NFL team goes undefeated. There's going to be a week where you lose. It might be week one. And the thing that I say about week one, not for the fans, but for the players, the other thing, the second thing is that week one is preseason. There's a handful of quarterbacks that did not play in the preseason. So this will be their first time suiting up, going out there with their first string offense against another first string defense. And in the NFL, any given Sunday, these are professionals. These are all pros. These are the best of the best coaches, players, and the environments are wild. Anyone can win. So definitely put some bets together and don't lean into the uh, favorites or, oh, there's no way this team can't beat this team. No, if you think that there's a team that can't be beat, bet against them. This weekend, I bet the Houston Astros on Friday, the first game, thinking, yo, here we go. Justin Verlander for fourth time. Minute Maid Park in Houston, the House of Horrors. But of course, down in Houston, Space City, the Martian lands. I don't know if the Yankees planned it this way, if MLB schemed it this way, but it was perfect, man. And uh, we'll definitely look back on the weekend and talk about the weekend that was. Of course, now the Yankees sweep the Houston Astros. Of course, now they let the kids play. And these kids are ready to play. They don't look overmatched. I already mentioned the Martian. Like, how excited were you as a Yankees fan watching this kid's first at bat, first swing, 0-1 count against Justin Verlander? Justin Verlander doesn't know how to pitch the guy, so he says, here's a 94-mile-an-hour fastball over the plate. If you can hit it, hit it. And he hits it right over the Crawford boxes. I was geeked up. I mean, the whole holiday weekend, I got to watch the games, but I didn't get to watch every single pitch. But I made sure to have the game on with family, with friends, wherever I was. And I was pleasantly surprised. You know, if you've listened to me, I tuck my Yankees gear. I said the last month of August, the dog days, the Yankees got dog walked. Couldn't win a series until the Tiger series. And they couldn't sweep that one. I, I wasn't wearing my Yankees gear. But I was able to break it out this weekend and feel a little bit of pride. A little bit of pinstripe pride. And that's all it's about the rest of the way. There are 11 games left. There's four series, including this one, in the Bronx. 11 games left in the Bronx home games. It's about, you know, them going out and finishing above 500. Hooray! They're 69 and 69. I think Brian Hoke put out there, they're 69 and 69 for the first time since 1969. After sweeping the Houston Astros, and I don't think enough people are talking about the pitching in Houston. It's all about the kids hitting the RBI that, uh, you know, Peraza, Pereira, Wells, like, you know, we we know. Jason Dominguez, he is what we thought he was. I'm glad. I'm happy for the Yankee fans that just wanted to be able to enjoy watching Yankees baseball. I said that in my Tell Me Something Cool today. It was miserable watching the month of August, but this weekend was exciting. It gave you a postseason vibe because the Yankees had traveled there so much. And they go and handle business. And now they are playing free. 
Now it seems like they're not playing so tight, intense, impressing, and good. Finish the season out. Win as many games as you can. Let the kids play. Let's see what we have in the future. And, and play loose. Play free. And that's my segue into the Mets. I said that the Mets season ended in June and the Yankees season ended in August. So the Mets had two months to realize, hey, this is over. We got to go out and play this kid's game for fun. Play it for ourselves, our teammates, our family, our friends, our city, and just go out there and compete and try and win games and don't be so miserable about it. And then the Make It Happen Mets, you know, they call up the kids and they have some games that they win, some series that they win, and then tonight is a game where you get fat on a division rival that uh, is just not good even though they beat the Yankees, you go down to the nation's capital and put up five homers. Like I said in my open, you got uh, Francisco Alvarez homering, Francisco Lindor homering, Mark Vientos had a triple, Nimmo homer twice, Alonzo homer for 42, and it's just fun to watch that, right? Now we have all turned the page in New York as fans to, okay, the games don't matter. I think the fan base... The front office and the players on both sides understand that these games are tryouts for next year, that these games are exhibition, if you want to call them that, and there's a lighter feeling to the whole thing. It's it's that fast that this changed. In June, the June swoon with the Mets fans, that was when panic set in. And then obviously at the deadline, when you sell at the deadline, it's officially over. And for the Yankee fan... You know, the deadline comes to start the month of August. The Yankees do nothing, and then they go on to lose nine in a row. And I know for me personally, it was hard. This is the worst Yankee season of my entire life. And I happen to be on the radio at WFAN. I happen to be in the media. I happen to have a following in the Yankees' Twitter space. Like, this is tough. I can't hide my emotions like I can't hide my pain I can't hide my frustration it certainly got to me but I felt like this weekend just turning the page to September and seeing how they played with these young kids that are bright-eyed and happy to be there that I, I've spoken about that because that's what I felt last year when Oswaldo Cabrera came up and shout to Oswaldo I feel like he's been left out of this young group because he was the opening day starter in left field. He came up last year. He was up and down this season. He pretty much has been with the team, but he's a young guy as well. But yeah, I think that was the hardest thing for me in August was just to flip the page to say, yo, the season's over. I think I was so mad about another lost season, failed season and uh, coming off the heels of a ALCS I just didn't see this coming. So I wasn't able to, you know, mid-March or um, mid-March, <laughs> mid-August say, all right, uh, I, this is over with. Because part of you is hoping that they figure it out. Part of you is hoping that they don't lose nine in a row. But no, it's over. It's over. And I know 877-337-6666, we already have someone to say, Yankees aren't dead yet. Call me up and sell me on it. Call me up and, and do the math. Call me up and tell me who they're going to beat when they're going to beat them, who's going to lose so that your New York Yankees can waltz into the, like, I, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I told you I was off the roller coaster July 16th. And then I came in here Monday, July 17th. And I said, they're a dead team walking. They're not getting Shohei Otani. You guys can ride the roller coaster the rest of the way. I'll watch. And 
I do want to enjoy the rest of the season. I do want to enjoy the rest of the games. I'll probably go to one or two more games at the stadium and enjoy it for what it is because I'll, I'll definitely miss baseball when they do close up Yankee Stadium and we don't have it. But, like, now I, I'm I'm there. Like, I'm just trying to enjoy the rest of the ride, watch these kids play, watch Garrett Cole on his conquest to win the AL Cy Young. You know, I said history made again tonight. John Carlos Stanton with 400 and uh, Judge hit 250. Jason Dominguez, whatever he can do, great. Great. We have we have shifted. We have turned turned the page to the season is over. We wave the white flag. Let's just see what the kids can do and let's compete, right? Aaron Boone talking about kicking ass now. <laughs> Booney. <laughs> such a such a Boone quote now. Oh, now we're kicking ass. Yeah, now that we're playing spoiler. So I, I'll accept that. That that's fine. That is what it is. Let's go, Yanks. Play spoiler. Same thing for the Mets. Beat teams that are uh, on your schedule the rest of the way, win games and end the season on a high note, pad your stats, add your hits, RBI, home runs, stolen bases, whatever you can do. Because here in New York, we're about to flip the page to football. And I don't even know if baseball will be on the back burner once we get to Thursday. And we can't even get to Thursday without Travis Kelsey is hurt. I mean, (laughs) I just mentioned the fantasy football draft. I almost took Kelsey, too. I had a number five pick. Was this close to taking Kelsey? Nope. Austin Eckler fell to me, so I took Austin Eckler. He better stay healthy. But, yeah, uh, this guy might not play in week one, and that's fine. Uh, Patrick Mahomes doesn't care. He'll throw the ball to whoever he needs to. But Cooper Cup is another one. Cooper Cup is going to miss some time. And football is a long season, man. And these NFL teams, these NFL players, they don't they don't think with fantasy football in their mind at all. <laughs> they don't care about your fantasy team at all. Uh, Travis Kelsey wants to be healthy for the long run. Cooper Cup for the long run. But, you know, the NFL is king because of all of these things around it. Because of fantasy. Because of parlays. Because of survivor pools. Because of tailgating. Because of every bar and restaurant on Sunday in America is going to have the games on. There are... Different cities with different cultures and fan bases. and uh, It's a, a national pastime, more than baseball, and in a different way. They literally own Sundays, but then they've got some uh, stake in Monday and Thursday as well. So we're walking into it. We're walking into it, folks. I can't wait. I mean, as far as the Jets and the Giants are concerned, I, I think it's interesting how we manufactured a rivalry um, from last week's episode of Hard Knocks to now. Ski. I mean, I think that there has always been a rivalry because that's just New York, right? This town ain't big enough for the both of us. I think there's obviously a natural rivalry because, you know, in every sport there's multiple teams. But there's no real rivalry between the Jets and the Giants because they only play each other every four years and they're in different conferences. But this year they play. So I think here at WF, uh, WFAN, we definitely stirred the pot. And WFAN has been trending, I've noticed. I sent the email to Spike like two weeks ago. I'm like, is it just my Twitter or is it? I'm like, WFAN, WFAN literally the, the letters WFAN on X, Twitter, the Elon Musk machine. It trends every week. Good, bad, ugly. Uh, no such publicity is bad publicity. There's definitely some folks that are uh, upset with some things that our hosts have had to say. I've caught a couple strays, but... There's no take that I've had or no clip of me 
that has really been in the mix too much, getting too much smoke. But whatever, man, it is what it is. I can't wait for this Sunday and Monday so we actually have football to talk about. Not what happened in preseason, not what somebody said. Like, I don't care what DJ Reed has to say in late August, early September. He should be confident. He says, I'm very confident. I think we have the potential to be the best defense in the NFL. Honestly, I think we can be historical. Not just the best defense in the league, but I think we can be a historical defense like the 85-86 Bears and the Legion of Boom in 2013. I think we can be that dominant if we just put all the things together. That's what you're supposed to feel. And he's like, you're you're the second best corner on your team. You're a guy that like we don't even think about when we think of the best players on the Jets defense. You know, talk your talk. But now you got to walk the walk. And one thing about the Jets and the Jets fans, it's about the turn. So that's why I've been all positive cuz I know when Hard Knocks came out, I was like, this is a curse. Nobody ever won the Super Bowl being on Hard But But positive energy, right? Positive energy with the Yankees and the Mets. Ah, you know, disaster of a season. But let's just finish it out. Positive energy uh, the rest is way here because it's about to shift. Once we get into the NFL season, the Jets have a huge target on their back. They are the hunted. And they have to be ready every single week, including the week where they're going to be battling a team that shares their stadium to take everybody's best shot, everybody's best punch, and the Jets have not been that in a long time. Are they going to be able to respond to that? Are they going to be able to handle that? Are they going to be able to handle NFL players trying to knock them off to prove a point? Because it seems like in the last six months, there are other fan bases and players, analysts that are like, it's been too much with the Jets. I can't stand the Jets. So this is going to be an interesting season. The Giants are supposedly flying under the radar, but they're not flying under the radar. I've said this multiple times. You have a $40 million quarterback. You can't fly under the radar. You have the coach of the year. You can't fly under the radar. They have a GM that has made a ton of moves in the last year to improve the team and bring in players with talent. They're not flying under the radar. They'll have a big target on their back as well. We're this close. Are you ready for some football? I am so we can actually talk about what happens to these other teams, these players, the games, and not speculate and and go off hype. So don't believe the hype. Take it week by week. 877-337-6666. We'll talk Yanks. We'll talk Mets. We'll talk Giants, Jets. And at some point, I have to talk about the weekend that was with college football. I don't know. How much you guys are into college football. I played college football. I've always been into college football. I can watch any college. You could probably call me up. I could tell you, you know, what name a college. I'll tell you what conference they play in, what city they play in. I love college football. And this past weekend, Saturday, even Sunday, uh, I hit, I, I turned $5 into $475 betting on the Florida State Seminoles. That was a team I grew up rooting for. And then I missed the game last night, but Duke knocks off Clemson. Man, It's the most wonderful time. Next thing you know, we'll have hockey, we'll have basketball, and we'll be super. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Lit. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Drafted in 1988 in the 62nd round, the 1390th pick overall. Today, he calls Cooperstown home. Mike Piazza, welcome to the Hall of Fame. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome! The Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Tonight's Casamigos Big Shot goes to Big G, Giancarlo Stanton. 400. 400 homers. The fourth fastest player to do so. And you know what, man? No matter what you think about Stanton and his career and his time with the Yankees, I mean, he is an all-time great um, he, he's going to be up there and, you know, I can't hate on the guy anymore. I know there's a ton of people talking about getting him out of the Yankee uniform. I mean, don't hold your breath. Don't wait on that one. That's not going to be so easy. And, uh, he's ours, you know, what you got to hope is that, um, he can stay healthy and that's been his issue. I heard Justin Shackles say that he's played in 56% of the Yankees games. And this is a guy who missed so much time in his career. For him to be the fourth fastest to hit 400 home runs, imagine if he was healthy. He might be closer to 500. I think he'll still get to 500. How old is John Carlo? I think John Carlo's like 33. He'll get there. But yeah, John Carlo's Stan, your Casamigos big shot of the night. Yeah, he's 33. 40 or 400. 40. <laughs> 400 homers on his career, and uh, he does that tonight. And he hit 399 and 398 recently, and it's good to see him get right. It's just, you know, he's not going anywhere. I hope that this turns into him being able to do this all next season and from the DH spot. Um, It is what it is. I don't think there's any way that Hal is going to eat that money, and I also don't think that there's any way that he's going to be traded anywhere. He's got a no-trade clause. He didn't want to go to some good places when he left Miami. He came to us. And uh, like I just said, he's ours. So shout out to Stanton, man. I love the curtain call. And, uh, you know, the fan that got the ball gave it back. And I, and I love what Stan had to say about the fans. And, um, you know, as we are at this point of the season where the games don't matter, uh, we you know, we, we feel like the season is over. We're looking for any type of silver lining. Like that is a silver lining type of thing. A milestone from John, from John Carlos Stanton tonight. If you were there, you know this was a game that I thought about going to, but it was stupid, like steamy hot, uh, humid. I wasn't about to get on the train and go up there and then uh, be super funky at work and not be able to shower till three in the morning. Uh, but I, I mean, I definitely wanted to go because Jason Dominguez is making his debut. Garrett Cole is on the mound chasing that Cy Young. 
The Yankees were looking for four in a row. And like I said in my open, there are 11 games left. There are four home series left as far as going to home games in the Bronx. And if you're like me, man, when they close that stadium up and it gets cold, it sucks. There's no vibe like Yankee Stadium. There's no chill spot like Yankee Stadium. Um, And we don't have that much Yankee Stadium left. And it pains me that there will not be any October baseball in Yankee Stadium. 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666. We got plenty to talk about, but I got to hear from you. Let's go right to the phone. Young Josh in Passaic is first up. What's up, Josh? Fine, Keith. How you doing? I'm fine as well, you know. Just um, ready for football because that's going to count. That That's going to give you the like real adrenaline rush and energy. Like, How excited can you get watching the Mets hit all these homers? Same with me. Like, how excited can I get watching the Yankees rip off four wins in a row because it's just going to be the feeling of too little, too late. But good. But good. It kind of reminds me of basically once your fantasy football team's out watching Red Zone in, like, week 16 and 17. It's, like, good, but, like, these other games, how much are they interesting to your fantasy football team and your regular team are out right. of it. Like, it's fun it, to watch it. But. It helps your points for, you know, like, <laughs> you'll... You're, you you might be uh you know all right in the standings but like once you're not in the playoffs and you're watching your fantasy team and guys on your fantasy team score it's like <sighs> whatever um I know like Derrick Henry uh, when I make the playoffs one year when he had his 15 championships it was tough watching that but what I'm mostly just stressed about tonight is I commissioned a league with pretty much people in, like, a few different, like, high schools. The stressing part was that, like, there's only, like, two people I was, like, nervous that they might actually have a chance to, like, that I would be scared of. One of the guys had the third pick, so I wasn't, so I was fine with that. The guy, first pick, I'm like, okay, fine, we'll take Jefferson. No, he decides to take McCaffrey, which is not a horrific pick, but what are you doing? So everybody starts going off and texting him, what are you doing? He said that's a Google set. I'm like, okay, fine, the guy, the second guy, will take him. He decides to take Austin Eckler. <laughs> the one guy I don't want to get Jefferson, so I'll get him anyway. Yeah, and about that, it's like, you know, McCaffrey, how many years has McCaffrey been a top pick and been a bust, been hurt, not available? It's tough for me. I will never waste another top pick. I used a number two overall pick last night on Nick Chubb. I tweeted it out, and people are like, you're crazy. I'm like, nah. Last year, I had Javante Williams and Elijah Mitchell in my league and that's how I lost because I was in a league where I had Josh Allen, where I had uh, Justin Jefferson. I had A.J. Brown. I had, you know, and I didn't have the running backs. I'm like, Chubb is not going to be hurt, and Chubb is not going to be sharing um, the backfield with Kareem Hunt. It's a safe bet there. I know he's not catching that many passes, but I'm not. Even Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler will get hurt. I'm like, I'm not drafting one of these running backs that is going to miss eight games. And then just to, like, I don't know, just stress it even further, the guy decides that, that had the first pick. Says to take Justin Tucker with, like, the 33rd pick. Because he think because it's his first time playing man's football, so he thinks they just need a... So like, let him. That's great. I, you know, I, I, I'm I'm the guy. I'm in the chat, and I'm critiquing everyone's pick. When I see, like, someone in my, chat, in my uh, draft last night, they reach for Mahomes. Mahomes went in the first, like, 20 picks. I'm like, what are you doing? And then the guy also decides to take Sean Watson like the third round and like OBJ in the fifth round. I'm like, this isn't five years OBJ. ago. But anyway, with the Mets, I'm still not understanding. Like, I see Mauricio come up. He's got, getting hit whenever you do at bats, whenever three at bats. You see him driving the ball. You wonder why people have to wait on players so much. Look at the guy, if you saw um, the guy in the Angels, was drafted this year. He's in the majors three months later. So why we wait so long it's like on the prospects to come up, I don't know. It's a Yankee thing, a Mets thing. Maybe it's a New York baseball thing. 
it's old school. Maybe it's a Buck Showalter thing. Maybe it's a Brian Cashman thing. But like you said, the Angels drafted a kid, and then they traded for C.J. Crone. C.J. Crone gets hurt, and they're like, all right, call him up. He's ready to go. You know, I heard Jason Dominguez say something over the weekend, and he was great, man. All his interviews, the way he played, and he said, it's the same game. And that that's true. You know, it's different. I mean, it's it's different because the players are better. I guess guys throw harder. Some guys run faster. But for the most part, like, it's the same game, and it translates level to level. And, um, you know, if you're good, you're good. I don't care if you're 20 years old. They're, they let guys play that are, you know, 37, 38 that aren't good. Why? Because they've been in the league forever. But they're not as good as someone that's young waiting in the wings. Let the kids play. As I look across the league, like I also said about Jason Dominguez, right? Like, Yankee fans I've been in conversations with say, "Where, hey, where's our Ellie De La Cruz? How come we don't have a Julio Rodriguez? Where's our O'Neal Cruz? Where's our uh, Adley Rushman? Well, there's the Martian. That That's your guy. That's your young phenom waiting in the wings. The wait is over. That, that should be your starting center fielder next year. We saw him in spring training hit five bombs. He comes up, he hits two bombs in his first three games. Okay, that should be your starting center fielder uh, next year at 21 years old. It also helps when you're just bad for years. Like, and the Orioles are going to be some team in the future. I mean, that's what happens. You apparently is a new thing. Prospects well, are the main thing. That's when you're bad, prospects. when you're bad, you get higher draft picks, and it's easier to pick the best guys. And those guys, they don't take long to develop. They've been the stars. They've been studs. Like this Jackson Holiday kid. They're talking about him coming up. He got drafted two years ago. He's about to break in. Like uh, The Orioles have a bunch of top draft picks, guys that were the best in the country because they were so bad for so many years, they were able to do that. I mean, it's one strategy that you can pull. The Yankees can never pull that. The Mets can never pull that. We couldn't go through. Yeah, like, you think you know, the Mets would be able to pull that. They've only been to back-to-back, back-to-back playoff seasons twi- um, two or three times. But to think over to football, the main things I want to see different – with, like, the Giants and Daniel Jones is, one, beat the Cowboys, and, two, turn it more from, I guess, luck to just play regular wins. Because last year, I don't like using the word luck, but that two-point conversion that Barkley got at the end of the game, I mean, that was pretty lucky that he was able to get to left side, get in, and the missed field goal I, from they four were, yards. I mean, we they were calling that. They were saying years. that. Every field goal has been nailed versus the Giants. Graham Gano had a 61-yarder. That took cojones. They were giving that to Brian Dable. They said, he, you know, that took some balls. They said that guy did all that going for two. It wasn't luck. That field goal missing was, I mean, for years, every single field goal yeah. that could go and go, would wind in. You, you got to get a little lucky. Uh, last week I was talking about how there's the witching hour on red zone when losses become wins and wins become losses. Field goals are going to get missed. Two-point conversions are going to be stopped. Two-point conversions are going to be made. Uh, when I'm looking at this, this Giants game coming up with the Dallas Cowboys. Both teams are talented, but the edge goes to Dallas just off of history. Dak Prescott hasn't lost against the Giants. I think I've read a stat, uh, 10 straight games against the Giants. And then also the Cowboys are 7-0 against the Giants in primetime week one games. Historically, this is a game that the national audience watches the Cowboys beat the Giants. Now, the way I feel, and I've articulated this on the fan, going back to the Titans game, Josh, the way that game propelled the Giants' season last year, it's the same thing right here. If the Giants are able to steal this game and beat the Dallas Cowboys, it sets the tone for the rest of 2023. I mean, you might even want to say that 
Whoever wins this game is getting that either that uh, wild card spot or the little division spot. I don't even want to push it at that, but too early to call that. Take it week by week. It will set the tone for this season because if they're able to beat the Cowboys, then go beat the Cardinals, then you're two and zero going to face the 49ers, who might not be undefeated by week three. The 49ers have some challenges, too. That 49ers-Steelers game, I mean, you guys all know I'm Kenny Pickett's number one fan. <laughs> that I don't know. I'm not, like that As I'm talking about, like, you know, games that people are betting, like, oh, there's no way the 49ers, who were in the NFC Championship, could lose to the Steelers, who missed the playoffs. Yes, they can. But being a Giants fan, making me anti the Jets, I mean, I really want that clip of, D, uh, of DJ Reed to be played like towards the end of the year, and I want the teams to it's really just... bet. And that would be the play call. Like, you pull up the play after you release Donaldson, and Boone saying how Geo's no Josh Donaldson. I really want the Jets to just be horrific this year. That would be the play you could put it in. You know... Nothing else would please me more if, coming, if when the Giants play the Jets and the Jets' offensive line hasn't figured it out. So you have guys like Dexter Lawrence or Larry. David O, Leonard Williams, and whoever they put Isaiah Simmons just wrecking Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that can be sick. But what I'm saying also about fantasy football is that even if you don't have a good team, it doesn't mean much. It's what comes down to week to week basis. Last year in a 12-player league, I had Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, Kenneth Walker, Mike Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper. I lost in the first round, even though I most It's about who plays the waiver wire. And who makes the right trades? Thanks for the call, Josh. Got to keep it rolling. But uh, 877-337-6666. You, you mentioning Mike Williams just prompted something. I saw that Mike Williams, former Bills wide receiver, passed away at 36 years old after injuries suffered during an accident while working at a construction site. RIP to him. Um, also... Few RIPs that came through over the last couple of days. Um, RIP Jimmy Buffett. I don't know if you guys are Jimmy Buffett fans. Um, I'm not, but I mean, I'm obviously aware of him and he's an icon. And the whole weekend, I feel like I heard his music and people were referencing him and talking about him. He passed on Friday the 1st. Um, Hugh Douglas's son. Hugh Douglas, who a uh, former Philadelphia Eagle, he's also a radio host in Philadelphia on WIP. That's the station that our program director, Spike Eskin, came from. Hugh Douglas's son um, died in a car crash this weekend. And there was two other ones I had in my notes. One uh, close to me, one not. Okay, and this is the last one. R.I.P. Judy Resnick, a.k.a. Mrs. Whammy. That one hurt last night, man. I was in bed doing a fantasy draft, and uh, my 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 wife goes, Mrs. Whammy died, and I'm I just it hit my heart. I'm like, oh my, oh no, because I th- I thought about Bruce, Bruce Resnick. Prayers up for you. Prayed for you last night. And your family and all of the Nets fans and Nets world and everybody that goes to Barclays Center for shoot-arounds and, and warm-ups before the game tips off. We've all seen Judy and Bruce, the whammies, Mr. and Mrs. Whammy, walking around um, courtside or just, you know, on the concourse. They're super nice and friendly and take pictures and 
you know, the the Mets or not the Mets, the Nets don't have a mascot. That's why I said mascot. I was thinking mascot. The Nets don't have a mascot, but if there was a mascot, it would be the super fan that Mr. Whammy is and Mrs. Whammy right next to him. So heavy hearts with that just made me think about, um, you know, basketball starting and how the Nets, I'm sure, will honor Mrs. Whammy. And uh, hopefully the Nets are good and they win for Bruce because Bruce has been to hundreds of games with his wife. And um, she passed, Judy Resnick passed at 87. And uh, I'm not sure how old Bruce is, but, you know, when you have a partner like that for so long that you live your life with, that you do everything with, it, it's got to rip your heart out. And it, it hurt me last night to have my wife tell me that news. So I, I wanted to uh, make sure that I took the time to send an RIP and send prayers and condolences to the Resnick family and the Whammies. We will be repping Mr. Whammy in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center this entire season and forevermore. All right, 877-337-6666. We're talking about the Yankees. We're talking about fantasy football. We're talking about the NFL. It's wide open. You got me till 2. I did want to shout out my guy, Milton, the cowbell man. If you guys heard Milton join me, I think, two weeks ago now, and then you were listening to the game tonight, it was a little bit lighter crowd. Obviously, this is a team that, You guys understand why it's a lighter crowd. It's a Tuesday. It was gross out. And this is a team that um, we don't think is going to the postseason. They called up the kids. Uh, But you could hear the cowbell really well tonight. And shout out to the Bleacher Creatures man holding it down as always. No matter the record. No matter who's in the jerseys. uh, The Creatures are in section 203. Turning up for Jason Dominguez with his first roll call. And he does the ET phone home. And uh, he responds with a double late in the game, and the Creatures get to see Stan's 400 and a fourth win in a row. And Garrett Cole, another good outing to add to his Cy Young resume. And it is what it is. Um, Whatever it means to you or doesn't mean to you, the Yankees are winning, and watching Yankees baseball is at, at least fun again. Rocco's in Saratoga on the fan again. What's up, Rocco? Hey, Keith, how you doing, buddy? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Did you do some chilling or grilling this past weekend? All, all the above, both. Um, went yeah. went back home, went went down to Asbury Park, um, to the beach area, uh, saw some friends, went to the barbecues, bars, we, restaurants, everything. I was off. I've been off we, since Thursday, so I haven't, I haven't had a show no, since Thursday. Well, I know. We missed you. Danielle's okay, but... You know, we, we missed you, <laughs> bud. You know, what can I say? How's the babe and the wife? Good? Amazing. Amazing. Uh, you know, just very proud and, and thankful for my wife and my son and my family. Um, and it, it's great to go back home and see family and friends and just even think about, um, you know, college where I met my wife and some of the places we used to frequent Sweet. and uh yeah it was it was a good uh weekend to reflect and go back home and take that all in sweet sweet hey that that's what that's for that's what that's for rejuvenate yes sir rejuvenate just like the Yanks just like the Mets a little bit they are rejuvenated it ain't over the fat lady hasn't sung they're not eliminated they've come back before 77 14 and a half games out in August. What happened? Huh? What happened in 77? Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I wasn't even close to being alive. I don't even think my parents had met 
at that time. But I know that it ain't over until it's over. Yogiism and uh, sure, uh, you know the math That's ain't the, mathing exactly. But there's some math that'll tell you that the Mets and or Yankees could both be postseason teams if all goes right. But the percentage that math tells you that it's a percentage next to zero. <laughs> No, that Keith, that's the curse of being young. You didn't live it. I lived it. I lived 77. I was a little kid in 64 when the Phillies had it locked up, when there were just two leagues, American and National. They were up by nine and a half in September over St. Louis. St. Louis overtook them, wound up going to the World Series, played the Yanks, and they won in seven games. Unfortunately, they beat our Yanks in seven games. Yeah. But St. Louis didn't say we quit. They didn't say, hey, we're nine and a half out. It's September. Let's hang them up, dude. Bob Gibson said, hell no. We're going to yeah, go they out had there. Bob Gibson. Lou Brock said, hey, I'm going to yeah, see some Lou faces. Brock. You know? Yeah. Nah, Thanks for the call, Rocco. I mean, I, I don't want to be negative, right? I've turned the page positive energy, but I don't think it's negative to tell the truth. I don't think it's negative to be realistic. I have a producer who... While we were uh, talking about the math not mathing, actually looked it up and got the math. Paulie, please share the percentage for the Mets and for the Yankees to be postseason teams this season. What's the percentage? That's the only math that matters. Not the series, not how many wins, not other teams. Just right now, what the percentage is at? Because I said I felt like it was a number close to zero. So according to this, according to fan graphs, the Yankees percentage their chance to make the playoffs is a half percent, 0.5. So it's a half of a percent they Close make the playoffs. Zero. Yes. The Mets percentage to make the playoffs is 0.3%. So 0.3%. So both yeah, the Mets. That's not enough. Both that, the that's Mets not even enough right. to really have any conversations about like playoffs. No, of course not. Of course not. Both the Mets and the Yankees. Don't even have one whole percentage point chance to make the playoffs. And like, if I don't know, so there's there's a higher percent chance that like, uh, I don't know, the power goes out here at WFAN tonight, and can that <laughs> be after midnight, please? <laughs> after midnight, please. Do there's I need a that? Higher percent chance that an earthquake hits New York. In the next two hours, like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's just like not. It's not. It's okay. Listen, right? It's like okay. You I have get the right. It. You have the right mindset as a Yankee fan. Enjoy the next yeah, three weeks. Enjoy the enjoy rest the, of the games with these kids and milestones, and hopefully Cole wins Cy yep. Young and they finish above 500. Enjoy take it for that. Take it for that. You guys don't want it. You guys don't want the false sense of they just won ten in a row. They're dragging me back in. Yeah, I don't understand why. I mean, I, it's not that I don't, I don't understand. Fan however you fan. Root for the team however you root for the team. Watch however you want to watch. Whatever you need to do to make it more fun for you, do that. So I don't want to say I don't understand. But I don't understand as a fan who has watched this team all season suck and fail. And now they're in the last month of the season. I I don't understand how, like... I, I can't now. Nah. I, I can't even articulate there, it because there, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, they can't pull me back in. There's no pressure on the team. They're playing loosey goosey. You have a whole bunch. You have kids. They're what sixty or seventy percent of the lineup. 
they don't care if they win or lose. They just want to play in the show, get, get some at-bats, get some reps. They are literally going out there playing, saying, hey, like, and that's why I laughed at Aaron Boone. Like, yeah, now, like, talking about, yeah, our, like, our mentality is kicking ass. Yeah, because you got your ass kicked all year. Right. So now in the last month, you're trying to flip it back on everybody. It's too little. It's too late. But that's okay. That, We've already packed it up. Yes. Like, realistic Yankee fans, realistic Mets fans. The Mets season was over at the end of July. The Mets are now looking forward to what the hell they're going to do with Pete Alonso. Is Buck Showalter coming back? Is David Stearns running the show? Right. All these the things. The future is now. <laughs> we are looking into the future. But That's the future it. exists now in this last month of the season. But I understand there are fans that want to, you know, what's, you know, not until it's the, sure, do that. But, like, I, I wouldn't be me and I wouldn't be a professional if I got on this microphone and sold you that dream that I don't believe in and that the numbers tell you is near impossible. Anything is possible, but like, no, I, I don't, I don't think it's worth us having that conversation. We were doing that. We were doing that as the Yankees were in a losing streak. We were doing that as the Mets were losing every series. Oh, well, if they do this at the deadline, well, if this guy pitches better, wait till this guy comes back from the eye. Like it's over. And I'm telling you, once they kick that football in the air across this country, bum 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 bum, you're not gonna you're not gonna care. You're not gonna you're gonna understand. Okay, we're on the football season, and then next thing they're gonna drop the puck and they're gonna throw that basketball in the air, and we move forward. 877-337-6666. I mean, if you want to convince me that the Mets or the Yankees still have a chance, sure. But I want to hear hot takes. I want to hear thoughts, topics. I want to hear. From you, is there something else you saw this weekend that you want to hear my take on, my opinion on? I've got some things. still want to get to the college football conversation. Keith McPherson on the fan. Let's take this break. BRB. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. She is gone. It's a grand slam. Swung on, head in the air to right field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. His third home run of the game. A judging blast to right field. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I feel like I need the uh, lighter to flip, like Lil Wayne. (laughs) Wheezy. KM to 2 a.m. Let's get to the phones and try and take as many calls as fast as I can. The table's set. You know what we're talking about. And I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you want to talk about. I haven't been on since Thursday, and so much has happened. Let's get right back into it with Lou in Astoria. Hello, Lou. Hey, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Happy to be back. Ready to rock. Yeah, it's nice to see you back. I hope you had a nice Labor Day. I heard that your family's fine. Yes. That's good. That's what's important right now. So No, it is. You know, really, you know, that's what it was all about. I took off Friday. I took off Monday, and I really wanted to give them time, and I did, and I'm refreshed. And uh, I knew that everybody at WFAN would be back today. Uh, you know, the, like, new lineup and, you know, Tiki back from Japan and Evan back from being, like, sick. I don't know. Evan's got to get his immune system up. Evan, I got yeah, to text still, Evan. Uh, Evan, I got to tell Evan to start working out or something, bro. Now they say that 
Oh, the Yankees are... Yeah, please. Yeah, stop. I was watching. Okay. I watch on Twitch. You know, I, I mean, it's so ridiculous. This guy is trying to get people to call. Like, uh, you know, Jesus. Nah, I don't... I mean, know, but... It, like, you know, Now, let me ask you something. There was a dude there that I say you gave him an hour to to be with you for an hour. Yeah, Milton, the cowbell man, who, who, if you're watching the Yankee game, that's who was ringing the bell in, in the bleachers tonight. Yeah, he wow, his dream... Oh, my God. You know, this is, this is why you're the best. Yeah, his dream was to be on WFAN, right? And he told me that two years ago when I auditioned. I remember being in the bodega with the guys. And honestly, the bleacher creatures believed in me more than I believed in myself. They're like, oh, you're going to kill it, man. You're going to crush your audition. You're going to be next on WFAN. I'm like, nah, man, it's not that easy to, like, break in there. And what I wow. did say was, like, you know, after I kind of earned my stripes a little bit and I have enough leeway or I have the power, like, I will bring people on. And um, I don't know. I just couldn't keep doing the every night fire Cashman and this team sucks. So to boost morale, I brought in the Cowbell yeah, man crazy. and yeah. he did crazy. a great job. And that's and if right. I can make somebody's yeah. dream come true by, you know, going through the channels here at WFAN to bring in a guest, like I, I'm happy to do it. He's a good guy. That's amazing. You're one of us. You made his life. I mean, uh, the guy was so happy and proud of you. That's That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's Keep just it real. Going, it's, you know, I, like, I'm not a former NFL player. Um, I'm also not, you know, someone that, like, worked at WFAN for 10, 15 years interning or board hopping. Like, I'm just, like, I literally was plucked out of the bleachers, out of Yankee Stadium, out of Barclays Center. A fan who got somewhat popular on the internet doing vlogs and podcasts, and it translated into this. It turned into this. But I, I still see all of my friends at the games and... You know, I still am connected with those people. So, you know, I, I don't know. I just it, it wasn't anything for me, but I see what has come from it, and I see how many people reached out. And uh, shout out to Milton. I know he enjoyed it, and he was emotional. And I, I'm glad I have the power to make things like that happen now. Yeah, they were in shock. I mean, BT, what? What, what are you talking about? Yeah, because hey, they're not listening at uh, the ball. <laughs> not listening to my show at 11.30 at night. That was, that was, that, that was amazing, you know I, because I usually listen to the fan. I don't listen to too many shows because, uh, you know, I, I just listen to the fan because, you know, you want to get the update. You want to know what's going on. But some of these hosts, they're not, they're not, they're not really, I don't, you know, I, I don't really like him because if I call and I'm controversial, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to listen. They want to hang up on you. And, you know, it's a big yeah, Well, anyway, you know, that's why it's, it's different every yeah. couple hours. We have a lot of different hosts with a lot of different takes and opinions and backgrounds and different styles of how they host their show and to each his own. Uh, you know, I, I consider myself the closer. Like, I, you know, I put on my Twitter today, like, I'm here to close. This is the first day with everybody back. We're going into football. I'm here to close out the night. The night is over in the next, you know, 20 minutes. And I have the leeway to, to give my callers time. I have the leeway to bring in people. And uh, I'm blessed yeah. that I have that. Like, I'm blessed that I have it's this the best. I mean, job. Like, <laughs> you remind me of Tony Page. Tony Page is the closest thing to you. Even though he didn't do it, I mean, you overdid it by doing that. That was amazing. But anyway. Yeah, and Tony's the man. Tony has been great to me. And, yeah. um, and Tony, forget about it. He said, you, you know, Tony paid you. I mean, you're forever, you know, in my life. So it's like, a, well, good. It's great anyway. Well, good. But anyway, Jason Dominguez, I was in shock that the crowd at Yankee Stadium today would, would, did, would did not do at least 40,000 fans because of what he did. I mean, to be, go over there and, and, and 
and beat the Astros. Oh, I wasn't surprised I already said it. Two reasons. It was steamy hot when you walk outside of your door today. Like, when I walked outside today, I said, oh, no, 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 no. I'd, like, thought about taking my son for a walk. I'm like, no, 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 no. Air conditioning. But I day. understand that, Keith. But you know what? You know what? Wait, if this we, team was still in contention, when it comes to Yankee Stadium, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't stay back. But anyway, I, one mm. thing that I disagree with you is Jim Collison, which is uh, we're going to have him for three more years. I wish you stop giving this guy a Hall of Fame already because this guy is really four hundred home runs. You know what? But he swings like this. Uh, he's swinging a cricket swing. This guy is killing us. <laughs> We're gonna have him for three more years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not gonna be able to get out of that one, you know? Yeah, but well, you know what I'm saying? You can't get rid of him because you put him on waivers, nobody's gonna take him. I mean, he hit four hundred home runs, Keith. But you know what? Okay, if it comes to distance, is that makes you a Hall of Fame? I don't care. I don't care about this launch angle. I hope that Jason Dominguez doesn't become one of these guys that just wants to hit home runs and forget about making contact. Uh, the way I, I look at it. Stanton is not going to be enough to like impede this team's progress next year. If he's healthy, and uh, I don't think he's an everyday starter at DH, he can't clog up the DH spot. But if he's healthy, he's he's going to be there. He's going to be a part of the team. It's just it, it's a situation that they signed up for. Somehow, somewhere we got to get rid of this guy because even Judge, I, I said it. I, Judge I, is going to it's going to be. I said gonna, that's the first thing, but gold. how? How like you know is how going to pay him? No, he's not. He's not going to pay him well, to leave. Listen, they can't listen, trade listen, him. So look what they did to Robinson Cano. This guy, I know he's the, he got money, but so is the half. Robinson Cano, they they DFA this guy. I mean, for nothing. The Mets. Yes, the Mets. Steve Cohn is worth seventeen point five billion dollars. You think you think Hal is broke? I don't think so. I don't think Hal is broke, but he's not moving. He just cares like Steve about Cohen. giving money, making money. He don't care about winning. And they will that. make money with John Carlos Stanton on the roster next year, hitting twenty five home runs if he stays healthy enough to do so. Yeah, but if if if, if. okay, kid. Yeah. I don't. I don't. It wanna, sucks. I don't, Lou, I, I want to win like you, and and I think that. That money could be put to, I don't know, another arm, uh, another outfielder. But, like, Brian Cashman took that deal. and It's something that they can't get out of. It is, it is what but it listen, is. But listen, it wasn't Cashman. I told you already. This was how he, he, the guy was an MVP. They're he, all in he, it together, I mean, you know? Yeah, they, but they went together. But you know what I'm saying? Cashman does not take 10 years contract. He doesn't. It's not yeah. DNA. I don't know. And it's then also, hard. there's rumors out there that are saying, oh, Cashman didn't want to call up the kids. And uh, Hal Steinbrenner wanted to see what he had in Jason Dominguez and Austin Wells. They're, they're all in it together. Jason, they all run the Yankees Jason together. Dominguez, Jason Dominguez should have been already this year in the major leagues because he was the best player in spring training. Mm, they screwed the kids. He struggled, early. He struggled earlier this year. If you go look at his numbers from double A, he struggled. Kid, the game is mental, and you play the game. You treat me like this. I mean, I'm on a high, and you, like Yogi Berra said, 99% is mental. The game is mental. Oh, I'm I'm they glad did. that that they didn't they didn't see what he did. He had like five or six home runs in the spring. I watched all of those they games. They stopped him, King. They stopped him. I'm, so I'm well. glad that they, they didn't. I'm glad that they didn't. Lou, thanks for the call. I'm glad that they did not put Dominguez in a situation this year to come up and be with this crappy team. This is one of the worst Yankee teams in history. Like. This team might not finish above 500. This team's going to miss the postseason. Like, this is, in recent history, one of the worst Yankee teams. And if 
you heard my take that some people heard the wrong way about Volpe. I felt like they did Volpe a disservice. You were supposed to have a stop-gap shortstop for at least two years. One year is not a gap. But since IKF wasn't what they thought they were signing up for, they forced Volpe into the role. Or they said to Volpe, you could win it in camp. And he did because he's a competitor and he had a, a good season overall. But it sucks that this kid had to come up as a rookie. They moved him around in the lineup. They depended on him. They asked more of him. They were fans saying, send him down. And they were saying, no, we're riding with him. And, you know, his rookie season, he's a, a diehard Yankee fan. And the Yankees aren't going to go to the postseason. But at least he's got his 20 for 20 season stolen bases and home runs. I'm glad that they didn't try and do that with two rookies. You couldn't do that. You couldn't have forced your top two prospects, Volpe and Dominguez, onto this team this year because of how they performed in spring training. Volpe, I understood. Volpe, I was all for because I did not want to see IKF, and I knew Peraza wasn't ready. So Volpe earned it and won it in spring training, yes. But Dominguez was a different story. He still needed to develop. But you know what? Can't put the toothpaste back in the tube now. We've all seen him. 40,000 did not show up to Yankee Stadium to see Jason Dominguez's debut. 31 showed up. I I was going to guess 37. Just a little bit under 40. No, and 31, that shows you. It was too hot, and it's the day after a holiday weekend, and the Yankees are cooked. The season's over. The The casual fans may have showed up tonight, but the diehards are off it. The diehards are ready for football and ready for next season. 877-337-6666. Plenty to talk about. Keith McPherson on the fan. Have to take another break. Paul, there's so many breaks. We'll be right back. Five days until the Giants kick off the season against the Cowboys. The Giants got them in the line. Holy cow! The home of New York Giants football. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Wasting away again in Margarita. <laughs> RP to go. Plenty hits, plenty albums, and a brand that will live on literally forever. Like, you could only dream to be as successful and iconic as this guy. He did it the right way. And, uh, you know, I read that he, like, passed with his family and his dogs and his music playing. I'm like, man, I hope I can go out, you know, in the comfort of my own home with my family and friends playing the music that, you know, I don't make any music. Right. I got well, you used raps. to. Yeah, I got a couple of raps, but I wouldn't want to hear them as I'm about to go. <laughs> no, but that Jimmy Buffett, that song, Margaritaville, he created it into a restaurant and yeah. a resort. Like, yeah. it's Margaritaville. There's a Margaritaville restaurant in Times Square. Like, he created that song. And I think they even have product. I think they have, yeah. like, margarita mix and, like. Yeah. Margaret, the this casino is named after the guy. It's crazy. Yeah, um, but like that's what I'm saying. R.I.P. the goat. Like when you, I mean, to leave a legacy. And I don't want to get too deep into my thoughts on it, but like to leave a legacy like that is super impressive. We're all gonna pass. You know, I just did my R.I.P.s. Death comes in threes. I think I had four that I just put out there, and, and you know, all of those hit me this weekend. And it's just like we're all go- going to die one day. We're all going to meet our maker. But, like, to leave a legacy that lives on, like, that's what the goal should be in whatever field you're in, whatever you do, right? I know for me personally, I've spoken to my family and friends. I'm like, this WFAN stuff, this stuff gets podcasted. This stuff gets posted on the Internet. When I go, 
they will be able to find my voice, my face, my image, my likeness. I have to keep building. I have to keep stacking. I have to do more to leave a legacy. I'm at the very beginning of building a brand, building a legacy, building a name. To to look at somebody like Jimmy Buffett and Margaritaville and all that, and you know, yeah, it's impressive. So 877-337-6666. I want to take calls faster, but I got hella breaks to take. That's one thing about my show compared to the other hosts on this show. They they don't have to break as much. I got a break. You know why? Because the day ends with me, and there's a certain amount of spots and ads that got to get played before we get to 12. Let's see if I can take another call before we get to 12 and I switch studios. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Marty is in Milford. Go! Marty from Milford. I'm here. Thanks, so listen, Marty. I got a good Jimmy Buffett story. So Jimmy Buffett is best friends with Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. So he made his last song. It was, oh, I just ate an edible. It was because he was sitting next to Paul McCartney's wife who just had an edible. <laughs> I didn't know that, <laughs> but sounds on brand. Yeah, it's a great song. But anyway, uh, let's get back to the point. So I liked your point about the Yankees. They're terrible. You know, they're they winning now. The they're they're winning now. And and I guess calling up the yeah, kids but, gave but, them the but life. They have to and win the, like twenty five games. Yeah, it's like just like I, I, I can't keep doing the back and forth and back and forth with yeah, the fan no, base I this year. All day. It's, it's it's awful. It's awful. They're not going to make the playoffs. I, I know. God. BT started us off with that, and, and for BT, I got to text BT. I'm like BT, you're the one who said. You hope they lose, that they bleed out, that they lose the rest of it. Now they're pulling you back out. I'm like, BT loves the Yankees. That's what it is. And that's why when you hear me talk, I'm like, it's a thin yeah, line between I love guess. and hate. Okay. So we love them. We hate like them. We, like, they're, they're not making the postseason this year. Just like everybody just grasps that. Like I got over it this weekend when they swept Houston because they were not going to sweep Houston if it mattered. If that was a series for them to take first place or jump in the wild card they probably lose the series but since it meant nothing in the standings for them they showed up and they were supermen sure so my second take and then we'll get to college football um jets are going to be four and six after 10 games jets are going to be four and six after 10 games And, and and i think that would be fine if you look at their their schedule i think that would be fine their schedule's tough, man, and I think everything's they're going to win the AFC. They, they aren't. They aren't. The season's it's not over if they start four and six. They I, have a I think very that's probably schedule. I think that's probably accurate because, like I said, yeah, like you know, I was I was saying. I mean, if we go back to what I was saying before. I just kind of kumbaya came together with gang green fans and said positive energy. I'm like, look at your schedule. Look at the teams you play. You play both of the teams that were in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like you got to face the Giants, who are better. You gotta face Listen, the Cowboys. I'm not, I'm not a you gotta fan face the Bills. I'm a, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan because of Michael Vick. Yeah, well, they they should just uh, they they're should, gonna stink. They're fighting Desmond Ritters, but that's fine. Yeah. I was gonna say they should just tank for uh, Caleb Williams. See if he wants to come they to Atlanta. But they're gonna stink, which is fine. But the Jets are gonna stink too. I don't think the Jets are gonna be that good. Everybody thinks they're gonna go win the Super Bowl. We all have Super Bowl aspirations. It's not going to happen. But that's why we watch. And what I said earlier was that the Jets organization and guys on that team, I know there's a lot of new guys on that team, they have to get used to being the hunted. Aaron Rodgers is used to it, having a target on his back. But there are teams in the league that can't wait to show up and beat you because they want to be talked about like you. 
Yeah, absolutely. The Patriots, Bill Belichick, who's beat the Jets 14 times in a row. You think he's not waltzing in here with uh, Mike Gusecki and uh, Ezekiel Elliott and uh, uh, Devontae Parker? And they have a bunch of random guys now on that team. So, Well, they're, they're going to lose the Broncos. The, I don't think the, the, the Jets. Pay, that I don't think the Jets going to lose. I think if up. there's one game that is circled that means something to them, it means something to me. Like Sean Payton saying what he said about Nathaniel Hackett. I think the Jets will beat the Broncos. But when you look at all so. of those games before and after, like even with the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers are they're going to be able to score. I know that defense is supposed to be almighty. We'll get there, but that's why we watch, and I cannot wait to get into the conversation week to week around this. I got to build in some stuff to my show. I'll be on late. I'll be on after everything gets done. So I'll have to build in some different things, um, like Football Friday going into the weekend. I'll definitely give you guys some anytime touchdown players that I'm eyeing up that I'm going to bet on. Um, I'm definitely going to do Monday when we come back from Sunday's NFL bogus. If you haven't followed me on Twitter or heard me last year, the NFL is super bogus. If you pay attention, they are going to have flags, phantom calls, nonsense that goes on, stupid things that happen before, during, and after NFL games, random headlines, a lot of bogus stuff. I will definitely have an NFL bogus top topic every single week. I, it's, it's the easiest thing to pull. Um, I can't wait for that. Uh, something that I did during the break, and we have to break again so I can switch studios. You know, as I was talking to Lou about the attendance tonight, and he was surprised 40,000 didn't come out to Yankee Stadium September 5th to see Jason Dominguez. I'm like, I didn't expect that. I thought 37, right? Because I, I probably was at this game last year. I just can't remember. I went back to last year to see September 5th last year when the Yankees were in it. Um, how many fans were at the stadium? September 5th last year, the Yankees beat the Minnesota Twins 5-2. to two. And 38,446 fans showed up to Yankee Stadium to see that team, which was 81-54 and and in first place. So there's the difference a year makes. You're a last-place team with the Martian. You can get 31,000 September 5th to come out right after Labor Day or whatever. Last year when you were in first place and you had Aaron Judge chasing history, 38,446,000 showed up. Yankee Stadium to see the Yanks. So, uh, 877-337-6666. I'm switching studios. I'll say good morning. On the other side, Keith McPherson on the fan right back after this. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.